Let's take this outside with Marianne Iveson, the podcast where she speaks to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about why they connect with nature. In collaboration with Cycling Canada, I had the chance to interview Matisse Julian and Pierre-André Cote, two young athletes from the Canadian national team at the Grand Prix Cycliste de Montreal. This event is on the UCI World Tour, with the participation of the 18 world teams composed of the greatest riders on the planet. Please enjoy my live chat from downtown Montreal at Savoir with Matisse and Pierre. Please welcome from the Canadian national team, Matisse Julian and Pierre Cote. Thank you so much for coming. Round of applause, by the way. Can we get some? Thank you for having us. I uh, really appreciate it. Welcome to Montreal, but Matisse, you're from Laval, but we kind of had a, a little, like, if you're, if you're in Montreal, you can't say you're from Montreal. You have to say you're from Laval, right? Yeah, people from Montreal will get mad if I say I'm from Montreal, but uh, <laughs> in, in Europe, I'd say I'm from Montreal, yeah. Um, how are you recovering today? How was, how are you feeling? Uh, well, I think the, the whole team was a bit tired today. Um, <laughs> for sure, more tired than we were yesterday morning. Um, but, uh, f- honestly feeling pretty good. Uh, yesterday was pretty hard. It was a, a long race, a bit longer than, uh, I'm, I'm used to, mm-hmm. uh, in the, 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 the county uh races we do it's uh it's a bit shorter like if it's that long it won't be that intense um but uh yeah to to have that day in, in between makes it a bit easier as well to 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 recover like if the race was today it would have been like a really big ask uh but to have that day in between is uh, is is nice and tomorrow hopefully we'll have like the best legs of our life but <laughs> but to, but today you but today you but today you rode here and you, you already have a coffee in hand. So, but you still want to spin. You still want to feel good today. You want to move your body still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's it's nice to just spin the legs, especially with the the, the drive we had this morning mm-hmm. from Quebec. Mm-hmm. And it's also uh, like we we were talking a bit uh, earlier. It's it's mental as well. You know, you mm-hmm. you want to know like, oh yeah, I've ridden. It's it's fine. I, it's it's a bit for a confidence boost, just because uh, you're. If you're just in your room, you feel uh, you feel tired, you feel sluggish. You go out for a ride, you feel a little bit better. And um, Pierre, how do you how are you feeling today? Feeling pretty good, not too bad. I mean, as a cyclist, you kind of get used to being tired all the time. It's just a de- <laughs> <laughs> various amount depending on what you did the day before. Yesterday was definitely a hard race. They're unique in that way. They're just heavy on you, and they get to you at the very end of them. But you get tired so suddenly that you don't fight for that long. Like it's kind of yeah, it's uh, quite unique. It's like difficult to explain how it happens, but yeah, they just we just go s- slightly quicker every lap, and then it's just too much for you. Like there's no like fighting for an hour or anything. It's not like you're on a long climb and just like fighting for your life. It's just like it happens all of a sudden. It's just too quick, and mm-hmm. uh, you're out of the race. So yeah, and I mean this morning we did the drive and then rode for a bit. Didn't feel great, but like Matisse said. Anything you would do today, you could ride 30 minutes, you could ride three hours. The outcome is probably going to be the same. You just kind of got to ride because we ride every day and then you're going to feel fine for tomorrow. Other than spinning, is there anything else that you do on a recovery day? Is there something you eat? Is there something that you... Uh, Well, on a recovery day, like today with a race tomorrow, then we definitely eat a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Like how many calories are you consuming? 
I don't know about calories. We definitely eat like a lot of carbs, pretty much as much as you can. Like it sounds pretty bad, but <laughs> any any amount that you can take without feeling actually bad and not yeah. being able to sleep would be like the right amount, I would say. What's your carb of choice? Like potatoes, rice, uh, bread? I think diversity is the best thing because yeah. when you're like three, four days into a stage race, I can't imagine those guys doing grand tours actually, but yeah, when you're three, four days into a stage race and you've only had like plain pasta and plain rice... <gasps> Yeah, you just gotta <laughs> find something different. Potatoes, yeah, toast in the morning, crepes are great. So, yeah. uh, Matisse, you're from Laval, you're not from Montreal. Uh, but how did you get started in cycling? Let's go back a little bit. Uh, I'd say, well, my, my dad was a triathlete for as long as I've known. Like, he, he was probably a triathlete before I was born. So, I've always like done little triathlons when I was uh, younger. But also doing a lot of sports like baseball and uh, uh, soccer. But then one year, a uh, triathlete buddy from my uh, of my my, my dad called uh, Frédéric Gagné, still still involved in Espoir Laval Club, just told us, "Hey, come come try this out, mm-hmm. uh, just for a summer activity to keep me out of the house and uh, just go and ride on uh, Mondays and and Thursdays." So we did and. Uh, for a couple of years, I just went there to to ride uh, two hours, two times a week uh, with the club. It was it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was riding with uh, all kids of my age, and uh, we we had some great coaches, uh, which made it a lot of fun. And uh, at some point, I started competing because all, all the, the the kids were going to all the races. Uh, so I, I started. We we have a great circuit here in the in, in Quebec. And that's it. I was I was hooked, and I think I when I was younger, like when I was maybe peewee, so thirteen years uh, years old, I remember going to one of my first races, and then there was this cadet that was like winning everything out of the sprints. This, this guy named Pierre André Côté, <laughs> and uh, like uh, yeah, it, it it was special to be in that position like a couple of years later. And then uh, racing with Pierre. Uh, in the past two years, we've done some races uh, together in France, but not in in the same team. And then being in the same team this year is special. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that you've no, known each uh, other. Same. Not. Yeah. yeah. No. So team, yeah. sorry. I didn't. I didn't realize that you've known each other for for as long as you as long as you have. Well, when I was younger, I knew him. He didn't know me. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes me sounds really bad. No, no, no. It, it's normal. It's normal. If you're if you're like a uh, you know, a second-year cadet, and there's a little peewee on the road who's yeah. finished like fifth in the criteria, and you're like, yeah. I had my idols as well back then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well the yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Pierre, you come from a hockey background, right? That's kind of where you started, and then. Yeah, right. I was just trying to stay fit during the summer for prep camps uh, that usually happen in the fall, and my dad had been riding bikes just like recreationally for a decade, maybe. Uh, started riding with him and then we registered for just like the club no not even racing just like uh, cycling for everyone and after a couple rides I think the president from the club like noticed me I was taking like big pulls at 40k an hour like maybe <laughs> what what age are you at in Minim like 15 14 15 yeah yes so uh, yeah and then decided to give it a go racing a little bit and I I think it took like three months and then like Aki was just like plan B and like just for fun and cycling was actually the main thing. I just really like the fact that you get rewarded so much for your efforts. Not that you don't like in Aki, but 
I felt like hockey was so much more about talent. Like I was always like a good hockey player. Like I had good skating, good shooting and mm -hmm. stuff, but I didn't really have the hockey sense. I didn't have like that talent. Yeah, yeah. And I would like outwork my teammate, but not get as much success just because I didn't have it. While like in cycling, if I slept well, ate well, trained well, then I would have like a lot of success and I enjoyed that, so. How did you end up on the on the national team then? Considering like, you know, Matisse, you've known him for a while, <laughs> but uh, how did you end up on the national team that you're like, oh, I can't believe that I'm I'm riding alongside like Michael Michael Woods or, <laughs> or in the same in the same race? Yeah, it's kind of a natural process. Like you yeah. race on your trade team in Europe or in North America, and then when you get good enough results, you get selected for the national team. It's like a different national team for every project we do. Mm -hmm. So this is actually my third slash second national team project this year. I've done Pan Ams earlier in the year. And then I was selected for Worlds, but got COVID right before. But course, it's kind of, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of a case by case. You just, if you ride well enough in the races the rest of the year, then you get selected for the national team projects. I feel like you're being pr pretty humble. You're like, you know, if I sleep well and eat well, I'm going to do well. But this, I, I hope you know this takes talent and work and not everyone's on the, on the national cycling team, on the national team. So I feel like you're not giving yourself enough credit. No, yeah. I mean, definitely <laughs> everyone has like <laughs> some amount of talent for sure. But I feel like you can outwork people more in a sport mm -hmm. like cycling. Definitely like you need talent. But I think none of us would be where we are if... We didn't have a good work ethic and everything. I don't know what you mm. think about that, Matisse. But Matisse, yeah, what do you think? You would probably agree, right? Yeah, I think uh, like cycling is one of those sports where you like there's some guys that ha have just massive talent, and if they work at it, uh, they might be world champion one day. Mm. Uh, but you can you can get by with less talent, but still be like a really good bike racer, and I think. The talent bit just uh, defines at the, the the higher level who's like more of a winner, like mm. who who wins at the big stage and who's more of a worker who will still get opportunities. Uh, like uh, like if if you're a domestic, you you'll still get opportunities in your career, and you it, it's also luck, and you have to grab it uh, when you can. So for tomorrow, it's a big race. <laughs> Over 220k. I think that's 4,800 meters of climbing. That's a lot, right? Is that a fair? It's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a good Tour de France stage or a, almost a monument like yeah. type race. It's it's a lot of climbing. It's a it's a lot of k's. Like for me, I think it's the longest race that I've started. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm pretty like I've I've done close to that. Like, but two two twenty, I think, is the the longest stage race I've taken part of you're you know you're in your development stage and you're you're learning a lot I'm sure especially from yesterday so is there anything you learned yesterday that you're going to take into tomorrow Pierre would you or Matisse go ahead Matisse yeah you learned more than yeah yeah I, I learned a lot <laughs> yesterday learned. yes uh well I learned one thing uh <laughs> okay. which was uh I'm used to uh let's say in Europe kind of uh following the guys that I know that are going to contest for the win because let's say you're in the class two race, you want to contest for that win. You're trying to stay around these guys, kind of marking them, but mm -hmm. also mimicking what they're doing uh, in terms of energy expenditure. But then I, I, I found myself kind of doing that yesterday and being like, oh, here's Arnaud Delis. I'm going to follow his will for a couple of laps and see what, what happens. But you don't realize those guys are like 
seasoned pros and <laughs> they're winning like point ones and point pros and yeah. they're stronger than you at 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 this moment they're they're stronger to, than me and uh they can do efforts repeated efforts that we can't really do so you get y- yeah you 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 have to race it differently you have to save energy more than them if you want to be with them at the finish hi it's marianne the rideau lake cycle tour is coming up june 8th and 9th and if you're interested in getting outside for the ride from ottawa to kingston and back use the promo code outside 2024 to get 20 dollars off any two-day ride at ottawabicycleclub.ca That's promo code OUTSIDE2024. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. Just remember, anyone can be a Cash Kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast. That's right. Find us at thecashkidpodcast.com or listen in on places like Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, or YouTube. Let's take this outside now has a newsletter. Keep up to date with outdoor news, events, and great discount codes and deals from our partners. Sign up today at letstakethisoutside.ca. And Pierre, did you learn anything yesterday that you'll take into tomorrow? Uh, I mean, it was more of a reminder. It was my fourth time doing uh, Quebec and Montreal. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. those two races. I mean, I still learn every year about like patterns on the circuit itself, but that won't carry into Montreal, unfortunately. <laughs> but I mean, these races are all about being efficient for us. Like... Unless you're in the breakaway, then like it's a complete different race, obviously. But in the bunch, yeah, it's like for the first 70, 80% of the ride, it's mostly about being efficient, not making mistakes, taking care of those legs. Because like unless something crazy happens, it starts raining and stuff. Like yesterday, we had to be on top of things because it was looking like it might have been starting to rain. And then you need to be more towards the front. But most of it is just managing, uh, finding the patterns in the race, the corners. Like there's some lines that you can take. Uh, sometimes you end up in a corner and you get pinched in the in the barriers and then you kind of have to do like a standing start into a small climb where like if you take the perfect line you might be freewheeling and not making a single effort then coming out of it at 40k an hour instead so you're just gonna like find those patterns and with the years obviously it helps but also throughout the race those patterns evolve because we're going like slightly quicker and quicker and the door mm-hmm. shuts a little bit earlier it stays stretched out for longer so yeah you kind of just get have to learn throughout the race as well i think Matty's probably like noticed that as well uh but yeah yesterday i learned that the legs are not so bad they have the <laughs> best of legs so i don't really know where we're headed for tomorrow we'll talk about it tonight but probably either try to help one of the younger guys in the breakaway maybe help drive the breakaway personally i don't have like objectives for tomorrow <laughs> it's a uh, race that's a little bit beyond my reach. Uh, there's a little more, bit You're too much climbing. You're just there to have fun, right? Sorry? You're just there to have fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but uh, yeah. Uh, I just wish I can help those guys and maybe mm-hmm. like navigate through the peloton, maybe drive that break, be at the front of the race for a bit, entertain the crowd. And 
if we're not in the break, then just make it as deep as possible in the race is, would be the objective, I think. Yeah. Uh, Matisse, you're, you're essentially racing at home. Is there anyone wa like going to be watching tomorrow that may make you a little bit nervous? Maybe your family's watching? Uh, I mean, it, it was already pretty special in, in Quebec because I have a part of my family uh, mm -hmm. who's from there and I have mm -hmm. a couple of friends that are, are studying in Quebec uh, City right now. Uh, my, my, my girlfriend who's studying there w w was there as well. Great. Uh, so uh, a lot of people who's, who haven't seen me race in the past four years because uh, ever since junior with the pandemic uh, and racing in Europe after I haven't really raced at home uh, so yeah it, it was special to have people on, on the sidelines and it'll be even more special in, in Montreal this year because really like uh, all of my, my, my close family is going to be there and and uh, a, lot, a lot of my friends are going to be here and it's yeah it's uh, it's it's really something uh, to 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 hear your name. Like I, I haven't heard my name as much as I did in, in Quebec uh, cool. ever, and I think in I'm I'm like I I alre I already know of a friend who's make a uh, who, who's made a really good uh, really good poster of, of me and, and Robin actually. Uh, cool. <laughs> so so yeah, it, it it it's going to be fun, and uh, as you said, I I think. Uh, like best thing we can do is uh, either make it deep and entertain the crowd by just being there and in, uh, in the in the the tail end of the race, or drive that break uh, as long as we can. You're racing, like I mentioned, you're racing, you know, with fellow Canadians like Michael Woods, <laughs> you know, who's you know winning these Tour de France stages. So, what's that feeling? Does it inspire you at all? Is that is that like is that a a feeling for you that you're like okay well there's canadians doing these things it's it's for sure inspiring i think um for for us quebecers uh like for sure michael is also uh super inspiring uh because he's he's come out from a totally different sport and mm -hmm. completely converted and spent a couple of years in europe struggling and and now he's doing like amazing things mm -hmm. on, on the world tour stage uh, but also for us Quebecers that went to Europe uh, pretty quickly, it's it's super inspiring to look at Guillaume or, mm -hmm. or Hugo as well, because um, they kind of had the same uh, the the same patterns uh, as we did. So mm -hmm. uh, you're you're kind of looking at them and you're like, mm, cool. it, it, when you you compare yourself at the same age, uh, you're you're thinking, well, if if they they can do it, uh, well. You know, you 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 can see that there's a path. Uh, like we can even look at Pierre or uh, Nicolas Zukowski, and and it's like a lot of guys have have done it. So you kind of try to follow in their steps in a way. That's so cool, Pierre. Do you have any? Yeah, comments? no, I think you summed it up pretty well. I mean, it's special. I mean, I race with these guys like a bit more often than you guys do in Europe, but it's always super nice just to have fellow Canadians in the races. I mean, I probably spent like a whole lap talking with Derek yesterday just oh, nice. chatting yeah. obviously in the first part of the race yeah. not nice. the second part <laughs> but uh no it's always super enjoyable to have them around I mean uh Derek and I grew up racing together mm -hmm. uh probably like 16 17 18 years old we were together did some national team projects I think and our girlfriends are friends we're friends we mm -hmm. live in the same city in Girona so yeah it's just always nice to have them in the same race talk to them at dinner uh we always have great conversation 
And yeah, to see Hugo, Guillaume, Mike, it's mm -hmm. always nice to see them at the races. It just feels a bit like home. I mean, here we're at home, but yeah. seeing them like in Europe as well, it just brings a little bit of home to the oh, races. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you kind of already answered it, but do you have any goals looking forward to the net, like continuing that development that you were just talking about in the coming, in the coming year? Uh, yeah, as for myself, I mean, I have a pretty good trajectory in the last few years. I would say like the longer term goals is for sure to do like I want to do the best races in the sport. I want to do the most yeah. the most beautiful races in the sport, probably a Grand Tour, Roubaix. Uh, yeah, the big classics for me are probably like the best that suit me. And then, of course, the Olympics. <laughs> those, are, those are big goals. But I mean, I've never been like a super objective driven person because anything can happen. I yeah. just like kind of take them as they come. Like I do everything I can to make them happen. And I try to be the best I can like at any given moment. And then things come to me. And if they're not meant to be, they're just not meant to be. Because I feel like, yeah, anything can happen that's out of your control. So that's why I don't like having like super precise objectives. Right. But I would say like longer term, that's kind of like what I'm aiming at. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Like as long as I do everything I can to make it happen and I'm satisfied with it, then I have my own journey, I guess. Yeah. I think that's pretty inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> Matisse, what do you think? Same? <laughs> well, yeah. You're like, no, I, I want to I... <laughs> win everything, actually. <laughs> Same Z's. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, for... For a, a lot of us, the the objective like is like uh, if 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 you're doing uh, all these races, you know the the grand tours, the 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 the, the monuments. It's like you you kind of want to have a good career uh, in in cycling. So I think the it's as he said, it's it's hard to put like a precise objective mm -hmm. on on long term in cycling because you never know what's gonna happen. You never know. Uh, what team you're you're gonna sign into? But I think, uh, like the objective, uh, is still to just have a career into it, mm -hmm. um, and you know have have fun doing it. Basically, uh, just uh, like we have the the privilege to kind of earn our life uh, for for like doing what we love, cycling. So it's it's you know it's it's special to be kind of like you can you can call it like to 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 call cycling your work is kind of special I think I think so too yeah. okay let's make this really um, let's 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 dumb this down a little bit and we're just gonna do a rapid fire so I just want okay. something very quick if you guys want to answer like back to back that'd be great okay 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 how fast can you change a tube if you had to six minutes six minutes <laughs> two <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Oh, oh f like fastest time? Oh no, uh, like six minutes is average time. But yeah, 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 like yeah. yeah. Okay, two minutes if if you want to go really fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean it depends if your tire is like kind of new. Like it oh, could yeah. be like really. This is a very rapid fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen minutes on a Gator skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How? Okay, what what will you eat after the race tomorrow? Uh, a poutine. Airport meal. I fly at 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Most embarrassing song on your warm-up playlist? Barbie World by uh, Ice Spice. So good. Taylor Swift. Any of the songs. I can just imagine you like riding along to like Love Story or something. Yeah. <laughs> what is your dream race? Uh, Amstel Gold Race. I would say Roubaix. Chamois cream. Yeah, or chamois cream, sorry. Yes or no? No. 
every day. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you're not racing? <laughs> Even okay. when you're not riding? Just Hour easy ride on the trainer, actually. <laughs> that's, that's cool, yeah. That's cool, that's yeah. Cool. Uh, high socks or low socks? High socks. High socks. Favorite place to train? Uh, po. Po? Po uh, in France, Paris. Mm. Girona. Uh, road, gravel, or mountain? Road. Road. White shoes, yes or no? Yes. Neither of you are wearing white shoes, yeah, by the way. So they, they, they look good. Yeah. I wish I had uh, white shoes. If anybody has a contact, just uh, let me know. <laughs> at PierreAndre.Cote. Matisse, Pierre, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, good luck tomorrow. Thanks to you. Thank you so much. It was great being here. We'd like to say a special thank you to all the members from Cycling Canada's Club 1882. By becoming a member of Club 1882, you are providing critical financial support to the success of our national team athletes, helping Cycling Canada sustain development opportunities and lower the financial barriers faced by its athletes. To learn more, go to cyclingcanada.ca slash club-1882. Thanks for listening. For more Let's Take This Outside, go to letstakethisoutside.ca. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.